0: Hello, and welcome to the Making Mommy Move show, where we help other moms to feel empowered to create a business while raising their kids. I am your host, Alyssa Morton, author of Welcome to the Room Mama. As a mom of two kids under two years old, I built five businesses before I was 26. On this show, we like to bring you a variety of moms in different phases and stages to share their stories, heart-learned lessons, and shed light into how they built their own successful businesses while raising their families. Tune in every week as we spotlight a new empowering mompreneur to help you on your journey of mompreneurship and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. Let's get into it. Podcasts are my favorite way to absorb content as a mompreneur, especially when commuting to a work conference meeting or event. I know you love podcasts as much as I do, so that's why I created Fire Fridays. Fire Fridays. Similar to a book club, every week I email you a podcast episode that I recently listened to that sparked inspiration, a new idea, or a question to consider for my growth and development as a mompreneur, and I want to share it with you, so get on the FIRE list at listmorton.com slash FIRE, that's L-Y-S-S-M-O-R-T-O-N dot com slash FIRE, F-I-R-E. Everybody, I'm so excited to welcome Tilly Storm to our podcast today. Tilly, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. We had the pleasure of meeting at PodFest last week and we got to connect and she has such an incredible business that she's creating. She's got a podcast. She's got so many awesome things happening. So can you share with our audience a little bit about your background and what you do now? Yeah, for sure. Well, I've been a holistic sex and embodiment
1: coach for going on six years now. I've had a podcast. It's now called The Multi-Orgasmic Millionaire. It used to be called The Multi-Orgasmic Mama, and I worked almost exclusively with mamas for a while, and that's been going since 2017. interesting. And- <laughs> Have another little family business, more of a legacy business for my children of a podcast agency and production company. So we just started that.
0: <laughs> Amazing. I love it. I am a big supporter of female entrepreneurs, especially mom entrepreneurs, because we are so powerful. We can do literally everything and anything all at the same time. We can raise our kids, we can build our business, we can build multiple business, can run a podcast or write a book or anything that we put our mind to. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you created the multi-orgasmic millionaire and the business that goes along with that. Because if I understand it correctly, you work with like millionaires to help them with their sex life. So we'd love to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: it started working as a city planner, After the housing market crashed in 08. So when that happened, I had just graduated with a master's degree and environmental science. And when the housing market crashed, that was like the first job industry to go. (laughs) And I couldn't find a job anywhere. So I ended up getting a job in city planning, which was like kind of related, but not really. And I hated it, like with a passion, hated it. It was like fluorescent lights everywhere and just being stuck in an office all day. It was terrible. And anyway, I also had a baby at the time and my boss walked in on me breastfeeding and he had a hissy fit and he brought in HR and they told me all sorts of stuff that was like so not cool. Like I couldn't um, pump in my office. I needed to go to the bathroom to do it and all this crazy nonsense. I, and I wasn't wearing enough red lipstick. <laughs> and from there, I just made like an inner commitment to myself that I was never again going to work for someone else in my whole life. So that's what started entrepreneurship for me.
0: I love it. I love it. I have a very similar story, like working in my office. It was like four foot by eight foot wide. Like I would walk in and there'd be house poop on my desk, like fluorescent lights that would give you a migraine, like no windows. Yeah. Very empowered to like start your own business. And I'm sure everybody can relate to that kind of story. They've had an awful boss that they worked for, bad work environment, and there's nothing like being an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I made that commitment to myself. I was like, I am going to show these kids that they were two babies. They were two and a half or no, three and six months or nine months at the time. And I quit, got fired. I don't even really know anymore. The result jumbled in my head, but I was like, okay, I'm going to show them that you can do what you love and make a great living doing it. And I did. I started as a doula and a midwife. I worked in a birth center for seven years. Nice. And that's kind of how I got into sexuality work was after seeing so many women struggle with their sexuality after having children. So- (laughs) That's when um, I had already dove into sexuality work for myself and really started to awaken that part of myself. And I also went to Tantra school. I did a sex, love, and relationship coaching training. And then I started serving women who lacked sexual desire, who lacked pleasure in their lives and in the bedroom, that sort of thing. And it's just kind of like gone on since then. That was like 2017. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is so great. I'm really excited about this. So how did you start your business? Because, you know, like especially in the sex work, like I'd imagine it's a lot of referral based business. But what else like do you do like as far as a marketing standpoint to try to, you know, build this thing? And I know that you made a shift too recently. So we'd love to hear about that too.
1: Yeah. Well, it was not referral based at first. Um Actually it was a fairly wide open market. Finally. <laughs> like, yeah. So there were no legit like sex love relationship coaching trainings out at the time. And it was like like if you stood out and on, on social media and said you were a sex coach, everyone was like, Oh my God, what? Like, what is that? I don't even know what that means. And they were very intrigued and interested. Well now there's like Tens of thousands of them because there's been a, a sex love relationship coaching training that's pumping out hundreds almost to a thousand a year. So it's not so like taboo or crazy anymore. But when I started, it was the first year that the program had started. And yeah, it was really easy to get clients at first. I had started working uh, in a yoga center in New Orleans, which is where I'm from. And I did some workshops and a yoga studio. And I got some high ticket paying clients. My first coaching package I sold at a thousand seven hundred fifty bucks for like eight sessions. Nice. And I got her from the in person workshops. <laughs> so then it just kind of spiraled from there. I was also in the middle of getting divorced and had no money to my name. Yeah, it was a really, really rough year and a rough start to my business, but it's kind of like that, you know, you got to put them in the fire and then they'll come out stronger kind of situations. And that's how it was. Because the only other option was to go live with my parents. and that was not an option in my head. So it was just like, I got to make this work. And I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about that again a little bit because that's the shit in like entrepreneurship that like especially as a mom, like people don't talk about enough and it's like you have like everybody goes through that and it looks different for everybody, but for us, like my husband came full time in our business and then we had to send him back to work because we weren't making any money. Like we need more money to be able to support our family and everything. So can you talk about that a little bit more? Like what that really like rough stuff looked like because it's tough and how did you get through it, especially mindset-wise?
1: Oh, Lord. Yeah, I I would not wish that year on anyone. <laughs> I know. It was seriously like praying and meditating every day. Like, God, if this is what I'm here to do, you've got to help. Because like I'm doing everything I possibly know how to do. And every month for like the first six months, it was like the 27th of the month would come up and I'm like, oh my God, like I have no idea how I'm going to pay rent. I have no idea how I'm going to feed my kids. Like I was not, I still don't receive hardly any child support money. It's like pennies compared to what most people get. So there was no help really in terms of financial anything. I had nothing to my name. No, I had so much credit card debt, which is part of the reason I ended up having to get divorced, was financially related. So I was not in a good position whatsoever. And it was just like really staying connected to my why of like, God damn it, I'm going to show up. And show my kids were my reason. I was like, I am showing them that. And it almost makes me cry thinking about it. But like, It was that strong because my dad worked his ass off his entire life, you know, and Mm -hmm. I did not want that to be my kid's story. I didn't want that to be like, you have to do this drudging job that you hate just to get by and make ends meet. I was like, I'm not going to show them that. And just getting up every day and staying so connected to purpose and like, I know this is what I'm here to do. I know this is what I'm here to do. Please help. And every month it would work out. I would pay the rent and it was like, oh my God, I don't know how I even did that. Like, I don't even know where these clients came from, but they did. And then eventually it got to where I had like 18 private clients at once. So I had upped my prices pretty immediately to 2,500 and then to 4,000 and then to 5,000. So yeah, I was getting a lot. And then I had like 18 at once and then I was like, okay, I didn't even know what scaling a business meant. And Mm -hmm. I hired my first business coach and I had made like... $24,000 in one month. And this was like, uh, so it started in like July 2018. And this was like March 2019.
0: Amazing.
1: And that's when I started to scale and do a group program because I was too busy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, That's a good problem, especially like it's amazing to see your growth that you went from not being able to pay rent and wondering how you're going to make it literally to next week to having $24,000 in a month with 18 clients that are so excited to work with you. Like, that's incredible. And I hope that you give yourself like a hug every day for that because... That's seriously incredible. And you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So tell us what your business looks like now, because you started with the group program in 2019 and now you're working with like top of the line, like clientele. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So making the shift, it was coming to be really clear to me that I kind of feel that programs only have a certain They have an expiration date. I don't know if you've witnessed that so far. Have you seen that?
0: I feel like it's very saturated right now. So, like, I feel like that is part of the problem, too, is that there's so much coming out into the online space right now. Like, everybody feels like they're being sold to, which is an interesting kind of thing. So, I'm curious, like, how that, you know, like what you're experiencing in line of like sex coaching.
1: Yeah. Well, I definitely noticed that it felt like what I was doing, even though it was working and I was getting amazing results for clients. I did it for two and three quarter years. I ran only one program. Nice. And eventually it just stopped like being as prosperous. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And then There was this huge shift within me of where I really was stepping into my worth around working with people. I'm like, dude, I'm worth more than $5,000 a person for a group program. I know that the effect and the change and the transformation that I help people through is worth so much more than that. And I didn't know, I didn't have a, a blueprint for it until I met some other super high level coaches that were charging like $100,000 million dollars to work with them. And I was like, oh my God, you can even do
0: that. (laughs) That's the beauty of like putting yourself in those kinds of rooms though, isn't it? Like that you didn't even know that those things were possible until you're in that space and you're Mm -hmm. surrounded by people that are charging that amount be like, oh my God, I'm worth so much more than five grand.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it was really a big uh, shift for me early fall last year of like, okay, well, this is the direction I want to go. And I am still I will be straight up with you. I'm not completely where I want to be. I'm not there yet, but I know where I'm heading and I know that the changes within me and, you know, the story that I'm currently living are all part of the shift that is going on in my business. And you know, who I'm calling in to work with, that I'm calling in high level individuals who are ready to do sexuality work, because this is the last frontier in personal growth and development. Like this is the one thing most people have not done or haven't even thought about. And yet it affects everything we do. And these types of people are the ones that, I'm calling in. I don't want them worried about the money. I don't want them thinking, oh my God, I just invested all this money. Oh, oh, right now, what am I going to do? Right No, Like that impedes progress and growth when you're worried about it. So when you're working with high level individuals, it's like, well, okay, great. The level of investment that they need to create a change is a lot higher than someone who's only making 50 grand a year, right? Because it's not about the money. It's about the level of investment that it means to you. So, Charging that amount of money, it might sound crazy to some people, but for other people, a hundred thousand dollars is nothing.
0: Yes, yeah, so and yes, it
1: doesn't mean anything. It's, it's like pennies to them. So it just depends on the individual and the commitment and the level of investment that they have to make, depending on what that means to them, right? So you can charge whatever you want. It's just like knowing that I'm worth that and attracting that individual to me. That's really what it's about.
0: Oh, I love this conversation. I went through this in my wedding business when I first started and I joined a mastermind group of luxury like event pros that really helped me get out of this mindset because I was new to the industry and I'm like, there's no way I can charge five grand for somebody's wedding day for their flowers. And I live in that kind of area where people don't spend money on flowers. So I'm like, it didn't even occur to me that there's other people like in other towns even close by that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on their flowers for their wedding, like not even for the whole wedding, just on their flowers. So joining this group really like opened my mind to the fact that people spend more than $30,000 on a wedding. They spend more than $300,000 on a wedding. And when you open your mind up to those things, it's incredible the like shift that you have in yourself too, to be like, oh my gosh, I am capable of this. Mm -hmm. So now like I've been working similar to you, like trying to attract more of those high level clients and putting myself and creating the relationships really like with the people that, are working with those people so that you know, they can refer business to me and I can get in their sphere, but so good. It's so good. I love this conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. And you know, the, it's all about the blueprint though. Like if you're only hanging around people who think charging $150 a session is like a lot of money and there's something inside of you being like, no, like that sounds a little, I don't know, (laughs) maybe I could charge more. Trust me, you can like, you don't have to put a cap on your abilities and your worth. And if you're sitting there getting clients results like never before, like I was and still do, like, yeah, you can charge that. And it might take some time and some up-leveling on your part for it to happen. And that's what I've am i been going through since the last fall is this huge inner up-level of me and my own worth and my own worthiness around receiving that level of money for my work, right? So it, it can be a long process, it doesn't have to be, but-
0: <laughs> yes taking some freaking time. (laughs) I want to talk about that a little bit more because there really is like such a change that takes place inside of you when you're going through these shifts and start realizing first that it's possible that you can even reach that kind of level of payment for your service. But like within you, you're surrounding yourself with different people. You find out that you're maybe not as the same person that you used to be like around the current people in your life. So you start to like I want to say spend less time with them. You start feeling like they're putting down your ideas. Like, have you ever experienced that, especially in your work? Like, like your family or your friends or your current friend group, they don't support it because they're not on that level that you're reaching yet.
1: Yeah, and that's that's not even a question for me. Like, if like if I'm sharing my goals and desires for my business, and people are giving me weird remarks about it, then I just know that they're not my people, and I'll move on. Right. So mm-hmm. I only surround myself with people who would support me and that and who are all in like yes absolutely like go for that <laughs> so yes fortunate that you know I've, i i kind of have that clear boundary and i don't have a lot like family that's yeah my family doesn't know what i do they do know what i do but we don't talk about it right so <laughs> i hear you my family i know that they're never going to be the people that I can get approval and praise from for what I've done. And I accepted that a long time ago and it was really hard. I appeared on a TV in uh, the Gulf of Mississippi. Um, I had a a TV appearance and I needed my mom to take care of my kids for a couple of hours. And she's like, why? I'm not doing that. And she knew it was because of my work. So it's like, I didn't even get her support to do that. So it's like and that's that, a big deal. It yeah, was a big deal. So, yeah, I mean, it's like little things like that where after enough time and that was in the beginning, I just realized I'm never going to get the approval and acceptance from them. So, number one, I'm going to have to double down on giving that to me, giving it to mm-hmm. myself and then just only attracting and allowing people in my life who are in full support of where I'm going and what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm very fortunate to only have people in my life that are fully supportive of that and fully believe in me.
0: Oh, I love this. And you said two really important things. One is that you stop surrounding yourself with those people and absorbing all of that negative energy and you're physically seeking out the people that are going to be uplifting for you and energetic and supportive of your experience. And even if they're not in the, like, they'll be able to connect you with the people that you need to be around to help you in this leveling up of yourself. Oh, I love all of this. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit more for the moms that are listening, because we all need some improvement in this area of life. Can you just share just anything related to your work that we can be implementing in our sex life and in our relationships to make sure that we're continually growing with our spouse?
1: Yeah. Well, in terms of your relationship and sex life, i I've experienced it myself that uh, when we're entrepreneurs, a lot of our creativity and energy goes into building our business. And it can be really easy to put that on the back burner and make it something not as important as your big dreams and goals and desires. And yet it takes constant input to continue to maintain a loving and sexual relationship with your partner, that you can't just sacrifice that part of yourself and for your hopes and dreams for your business, right? Because when we're talking about sexuality and our money story, they really do go hand in hand. And I tell my partner this all the time, I'm like, if we fuck tomorrow, it does make more money. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. But it's kind of is like the more that we can be in our pleasure and the more that we can just let ourselves enjoy ourselves. Right. Sometimes when we are in a business bind or a situation and we don't know what to do, sometimes just being in your pleasure and not doing anything is the best thing that you can do. You just kind of surrender and let go of that and be in your pleasure. And then things kind of fall into place on their own. So how can you keep that alive? Definitely make it a priority by having a weekly date night. It could be a sex date night. It could be a going out date night. I mean, that's something I have to help all of my entrepreneur clients do because they're not doing it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure everybody can relate to this, especially like when you have kids and everything else, like everything else takes a priority. And I don't know about anybody else, but even like in my relationship, I get so in my head, like even when I'm having sex with my husband and it's like, I have a hard time having an orgasm sometimes because I'm so in my head. So it's like fascinating that this is what you help people do. And I can totally see how it's so needed, especially for high level performers that they need the creativity and to feel the release, the stress release and all those things.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely making it a priority by having regular date nights and sex date nights, but also getting out of your head is like a thing across the board for most women. And it really has to do with how you're erotically wired. And, you know, a lot of our conditioning too, that is young girls you know if we're now in our 30s 40s or beyond most of us were raised to like gotta be perfect you gotta make all the the a's you gotta do good in school go to college get a good job you know all that it definitely has rewarded us for being in our heads Right. All of that. So all of the things that have made you successful in your business or your career or whatever, those are all all of that wiring and conditioning is exactly the opposite conditioning and wiring that needed to happen to provide you an amazing epic sexual experience because they're two completely different parts of the brain going Like When you're in your head, you're using your cortical thinking brain. When you're having great sex, you are not. Because I guarantee everyone listening to this could agree that the best sex happens when you're not thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's why sometimes having a glass of wine or eating an edible for some people, it can help them get out of that cortical brain and I'm not promoting anyone to do those things. I think that it's definitely worth learning how to do without the substance. But yes, sometimes that, that explains why sometimes sex can be better when you've had a glass of wine or you've had an edible because it helps you get out of your brain and stop thinking about it. And then sex becomes more easily accessible to you to enjoy. But it's also not required. So getting out of your head is absolutely one of the biggest things that I got to teach my clients how to do because it's the biggest impediment to great, ecstatic, wild, amazing sex. (laughs) So yeah.
0: That's good. I love the work that you're doing and I think it's so needed and I feel like most people don't even realize that they need it until they experience it or they hear somebody else talking about it or listen to your podcast or anybody else's podcast that may have like mentioned something like that. So, so good. So can you just share one last tip with our audience that they can be incorporating, whether it's business or relationships or just life in general, like to really make the best of both worlds when you're a mom in business and trying to enjoy everything that life has to offer and build a successful business. Like there's so many things we're trying to do. So what can they do?
1: Well, in terms of business, just staying so connected to your purpose because... There will be times, <laughs> they're inevitable, where that will be the only thing that keeps you going, and I've probably been there about ten freaking times since I started. Where I'm like, dude, screw this, this is too hard, you know. And that's where most people quit, and they just go get a regular job. And to have that sort of tenacity and sticktiveness of like having a purpose and staying with it no matter what like that's what propels you to the next level of success and then the next and the next and if you aren't clear about what that is like mine was then it's going to be really challenging for you to continue to go on and to get to that x level you want to be so that's my biggest tip is to get really clear why are you doing this we <laughs> yes. can If you aren't sure, it's going to be hard to continue to do it.
0: I think that that's so important to keep coming back to because your why can shift, especially as you change. Like you can like you might start your business for money because you just need to get by and then it might be actually like a sense of purpose and like a deep down like this is what I'm being called to do. And then, you know, maybe you need to help somebody else or you don't know exactly like until you reevaluate it and see what you're working for. So that's really powerful. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I noticed that myself like I. I completed, like, I can check that box. Okay, great. I showed my kids that you can do what you love and make a great living doing it. I did that. And, you know, starting last year was like that really big shift for me. And now stepping into a greater purpose, a a different why, right? Like I've had to really evaluate that for myself recently. Like how has that shifted and changed? And right now, I have teenagers and it's more about what the heck am I leaving them like they're mm-hmm. not gonna have sex coach they can't replace me which is the whole reason I started the podcast production company because it's was like oh it's my legacy I like this is my why like I want to leave them something they can step into and sell eventually mm-hmm. so like that's a new why for me. So, yeah, it's all about being, you know, knowing when that's shifting and changing into something else. It can take a while, too.
0: So good. Can you just share with everybody where they can find you and, you know, all that stuff to your name on your podcast again so that they can listen in? Yeah, it's the Multi-Orgasmic
1: Millionaire and you can book a pleasure assessment call. So I I would do uh, free assessment calls on pleasure with people (laughs) to really help them understand what their blocks and obstacles are and how to overcome them. You can book that at tillystorm.com, and I'm sure you'll post any of the free resources. I've got all sorts of free resources. If you just go to the website, just pick what you feel called to, and that's
0: there for you. Awesome. Yeah, that's all going to be in the show notes for everybody so they can find it easy. And are you on Instagram that they can follow you? I am, but I
1: will be 100% honest. I don't post on social media anymore. Only they don't like sex coaches. So <laughs> that's fair. Okay. About, but I do have an Instagram following, a pretty decent one. Um, and I do check at DMs. I just don't really post on there. So, yeah, cool. get on my email list, get a freebie, uh, go download something. And that's how I stay in touch with people.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Thank you again for being on the show, Tilly. This has been amazing. And I'm so glad that we connected that the podcast last week. Well, yeah, me too. Thank you. <laughs> Building a business while raising your kids isn't for the faint of heart, and it's easier when you're guided along your journey from someone that's walked the walk before you and continues the journey along with you. By growing five successful businesses before I turned 26, earning six figures in my first zero business, and engrossing myself in the entrepreneurial journey with two kids under two, I learned many hard lessons in mindset, time management, productivity, mom guilt, and entrepreneurship. I lay it all on the table for you in my Amazon best selling book Welcome to the Room Mama